Well, let's intro it and talk about some movies and stuff. You should record the intro and just do it once. You know, that's a great idea. And I could just pretend it's like totally impromptu, because how many people listen to one episode and go, eh, this isn't for me? Yeah. They would never know the difference. They wouldn't know. Yeah. I could just be like, hey, listeners, da-ba-da-boo-ba-pow, and they would just be like, wow, he's really spontaneous. Yeah. You could put this one in right here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sounds very spontaneous. Yeah, we'll just use the same banter over and over. Uh-huh. Yeah, why not? Yeah, some people hate banter. Who I, hates banter? I don't know. Mean people hate banter. I like banter. Yeah, I tune in for the banter. Yeah. As long as it's good banter. I mean, I've heard enough brain jackasses. Yeah. Us excluded. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. I'm uh, insulted. <laughs> not not too insulted anyway <laughs> yeah that's only because you don't listen back to the show you're the johnny depp of the group you just don't ever go back and watch your art or... i prefer the gene hackman of the group okay. <laughs> gene hackman. he would never watch his his own work he probably had no idea how a movie actually looks i don't think he ever watched anything he was in he said wow <laughs> that is weird but that's okay you know yeah. if, if that helps you on your next one and they're all good and, you know, if it ain't broke, don't break it. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. If, like, Polly Shore or someone said that, you know, I'm kind of figures. But yeah. <laughs> like, you, you should probably, I'm not watching those either. Yeah. You should probably have a look, dude. Uh, listeners, you're listening to another exciting episode of Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. We are a podcast where we three friends get together and talk about a horror movie. Now, you see, I stumbled on that a little bit. I wanted to say, where we three friends get together and talk about a horror movie, and the recently watched, <laughs> which we will spoil. No, see, I did it all wrong, and my mic is overmodulating really bad. It sounds perfect. Does it? I think we just cut it right in, <laughs> seamlessly Does? every week. Does it? No one will notice. <laughs> we talk about a movie we'll spoil. We talk about recently watched, which we try not to spoil, and we think I'm spoiling it all. Good. Because you know what? You're just going to make them mad and they won't tune back in. <laughs> and we thank the Moonrays for giving us that song, Intro Creature Features, at the top of the show. You can uh, find their music digitally on Amazon or um, Apple Music or say hi to them on Facebook where they are, the Moon-Rays. And uh, we're not professional critics. Is that obvious yet? No. Yeah, we're not mean enough to be professional critics, so... Do you think you've ever really been mean on the show before, Will? Oh, yeah. I mean, you've been less than kind to some movies that were less than good. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm usually not trying not to be too mean to the, the people themselves. But aren't you just being honest? And Oh, for the most part, yeah. I'm well, just uh, honest. I don't I think mean, you've ever been nasty. I'll be uh, hyperbolic, perhaps, with it all, but... <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and... I think somebody said that I seem so put upon <laughs> yeah. by all the movies. Yeah. It's so true. <laughs> I feel like I picked, like, my last four or five in a row that I picked, you hated. And I'm thinking, am I subconsciously picking movies that you, you're you going to hate? Yeah. Perhaps. I felt the same way, though. I felt like, ooh, I've picked several in a row that have not been greatly received. Hmm. But... Well, I think if you watch movies with an open mind, and they immediately let you know that they are not great movies, then, you know, that's the movie's fault, not yours. But if you're closed-minded about your movies, you know, if they don't come out of the gate swinging with the kind of stuff you like, and then you just tune out, then that's your fault. Yeah. I like to think that we are honest, and 
we're not sponsored. Oh, we're certainly not sponsored. No. Who would give us money for this? <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> but, you know it, it, so we're not biased in any way. We don't. No, I'm not biased. I'm not it. losing anything, and I never had any personal hand in any of these. I always found it funny when people would get personally offended if you didn't like a movie they liked. Mm-hmm. Like, did you have a hand in it? Were you helping make it? What I mean, okay. why are you taking it personally? <laughs> we have watched. Uh, a bunch of movies where you know the general consensus seems to be oh they're awesome uh halloween uh, point three yeah um but and and we've said what we honestly think, think oh certainly yeah yeah no i think i've always been honest i may just you know ratchet it up to a lab oh yeah you've got to get the show you've got to get some entertainment out of two hours of your life you i will say it was pure fury i hated that movie so much go back and listen to that episode it's episode number cut in the number here yep 37 (laughs) i'm saying a completely different voice 37 but you, you you look at something like that and it's it's somebody's cup of tea and it's not yours but we did say it worked on the audience when we watched it with... It did. Certainly. But they kept rubbing that same spot over and over again. Yeah, that was my problem. It was like watching the same movie. Okay. The same gas. Yeah, the same scene seven times in a row over and over and over. We get it. Yeah, Pennywise. Is this clown evil? Does I've he... not established that. <laughs> does it come up unexpectedly? Yes, yes, Is he, he scary? Yeah. Does he want to eat children? Sure. Yeah. Again, somebody should edit that movie down to about 84 minutes. It could totally... Slap it on a VHS tape. It could totally be done. It'd be great. So, um, as uh, promised, we'll talk about Recently Watched. So, who wants to start? Uh, I'll start, because I forgot we were recording tonight, so I promptly forgot everything I've watched. So, uh... Let's see. What do I remember? We finished the flight attendant HBO Max series. Um, How was that? It was really good. Um, She starts out kind of cartoonish. She being the lead character, uh, uh, Cassie, uh, played by Kelly Kuko. Um, Anyway, she plays a kind of drunken cartoon character at the beginning, but she becomes more real as the show comes on goes on mm-hmm. but the show around her kind of becomes more cartoony it's a weird balance I, I ended up enjoying it uh overall i think my wife and i just have problems with tv show endings mm, yeah it's a really hard ended tv show a lot harder than than ending a movie even though this is only eight episodes so it's like a long movie Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, uh, more problems arise when it's over several seasons and you try to wrap it up at the end. I always feel like I'm cheated some way. Yeah. Um, then we watched a couple episodes of another HBO show called um, The White Lotus. Oh, yeah. Uh, by Mike White, who uh, directed uh, The Good Girl chuck and buck and a couple other little quirky awkward awkward comedies cringe inducing squirm inducing sort of yeah um i've always liked his stuff i've not seen everything but uh white lotus so far i'm really liking it my wife is a little less uh thrilled with it i it feels a little formless kind of need to know we're only two episodes in so we don't really know where it's going mm. so it feels kind of like well, what's the point of this I've had two full episodes come on yeah but i think looking at i think once we look back it's it's set up the characters in the first episode and set up the action in the second episode uh. the inciting incident mm-hmm. and then have it play out the rest of the season that's what i'm hoping 
<laughs> so it's like a th- it's like a three act thing that's just going to extend the second or third act to for like probably four, four episodes or so. Yeah. Okay. I saw a episode. <laughs> it was like I think I saw four, three or four. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, episode three or episode oh, four. episode three or four. Yeah. So you were lost. I yeah I could pick up on what they were doing. Yeah, it's not real complicated who these people are. Yeah, privileged, uh, reprehensible, uh, scandalous, depending on which character you're talking about. Yeah. Some um, of them are all three. Yeah, there's a family there. Uh, Mom runs some tech firm. So she's fabulously rich. And she has her teen daughter and her teen daughter's friend there. Her teenage son, who's probably a year or two younger. Uh, probably 15, maybe the daughter's 17, 18, I don't know. Yeah. And, uh, and her husband, and then there's like a newlywed couple, and there's a lady there with her mom's ashes to dump in the sea, Mm -hmm. because that was her mom's favorite resort. Nice. And, uh, I don't know, there's some other people, kind of a high-strung manager of the hotel. Yeah. That's all right so far. Um, I am sure there's something else I watched, but at this point I can't remember it. So, are you starting to hear people say stuff like "It's spooky season coming up"? Ooh, pumpkin, pumpkin spice, everything. <laughs> uh, it's like okay, tourists. No, but my neighbor has uh, around the corner has already got his Halloween decorations up. I'm cool with that. I'm honestly okay with anyone who wants to start it off right now. Go ahead, but um, month of October. Yeah, sure. But you're just gonna run all over Flag Day like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is there a mattress sale for Flag Day? I'm sure there is. Flag yeah. patterned mattresses. No, I mean, you know, the, the mattress places always uh, are like... President's Day. Yeah, we've extended our President's Day... Or Labor Day. Yeah, Labor Day sale. We've extended our whatever. And it's always a sale. Where are the Labor Day decorations, though? Yeah, I gotta wonder that, too. There's always like a 10% off for veterans. It's insulting. <laughs> You're a veteran, aren't you? No. But, um... Yeah, it's like just ten percent. It's just like yeah, yeah. That covers the tax mostly. Yeah. Well, it, it, I mean, if are we talking war vets or are we just talking military vets? Uh, Does it imply war vet? Well, veteran, you've been to war. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. You can't just have been in the services. Oh, okay. Now you have to have been not just deployed d- somewhere. Not just during wartime, because it's been wartime for twenty years now. Well. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. It, if you haven't been deployed to the Gulf, then you're not. Yeah, then you're. Yeah, that's that's fair. I mean, obviously. Um, so when you were in the Royal Navy, did you ever get deployed anywhere? Nope. Or just normal maneuvers. Yep, just going around the North Sea looking for smugglers and <laughs> Russians. You shouldn't be there. And, and, <laughs> and Russian was, smugglers. Yeah, so it was foggy. So it was all down on a radar screen. Smug Russians didn't see anything. <laughs> So, that, that sounds like you guys probably spent a lot of time wondering why you were there. Yeah, well, I didn't stay long. Yeah. Just only, only for three years. Yeah, in and out. <laughs> Wasn't my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. So, um, Jolien, you want to do Recently Watch next? Uh, yeah, and between now and the previous episode, we were at the Colorado Festival of Horror. Yes. yes. So, uh, all three of us went. Yes. yes. And uh, two of us had tables there. Yep. And uh, did you get to meet Brink Stevens? I I walked past her table a couple of times. I saw her cross through the room, but uh, yeah, either she was busy or I was busy. But uh, did you get to talk to her? Nope. Nope. No, I, like you, I saw her. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, if I'm not giving her money for the reason that she's there, then maybe I shouldn't spend too much of her time going, hey, I saw you in this and I saw you in that, or whatever but uh, she had plenty of fans Mm -hmm. yeah and she's very nice yeah apparently everyone had a very good opinion of her yeah that's that's pretty cool uh i had three panels um two of them were were with other people Mm -hmm. and then one of them was just by myself and i was going going to talk about creep show 
and uh, had a whole slideshow prepared and everything. Uh-huh. And uh, no one turned up. Oh. And <laughs> this is on Sunday afternoon. Oh. And uh, but the uh, the panel who'd used that room before me had done one about uh, how to make fake blood. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> you go in there, and there's blood. All, there's like you, there's like this adjoining bathroom, and the, the bath was just full of all these bloody rags. It wow. was like this terrible crime scene. <laughs> it would be it would be a really um, clever way to cover up a murder, wouldn't it? Yeah, so that set me thinking. You know, if you did a story set at a horror con, people would wouldn't figure it out until ages into it. You could do a Ooh, slasher a or something. One. They did. They did a Law and Order episode where somebody died at a furry con. Yeah, I, I see a lot of those crime series. They do this really patronizing, oh, like yeah. uh, Comic Con or something episode. It's horrible every time. They need better, yeah. much better consultants on that stuff. Yeah. Because it's video it, game players killing one another. Yeah. Oh wait, no, that is true. <laughs> so right. they did get that one ripped from the headlines, as they say. Right. Yeah, um, straight white male suburbanites murdering their wives. Yeah, that's that's ninety five percent of what's on those uh, uh, evening news shows like uh, Dateline and Primetime and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it starts out and you're like, "Yep, husband did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he had a solid alibi." Blah 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 blah. Yeah yeah yeah. He faked that. Yeah right. Mm-hmm. Yep, some neighbor's camera is going to have caught him. You know, rushing to or from. He he paid for all the cleaning supplies and rope yeah. on his credit card so he could get points for his airline miles or something. Yeah, he bought a mm. saw and some tarps and yeah. a shovel. And, and he's on camera, <laughs> looks right at the camera for a long time. Yeah. Boy. <laughs> Just don't murder people. But everybody has, you know. If, if your marriage is that bad. Makes those mistakes on the first day on their job. Yeah, <laughs> you know you're learning as you go. Yeah, he's early in his career as a killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't blame the guy. Maybe you know if you get away with it once, you decide, hey, maybe I could do it again. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but anyway, we were, we were both pretty busy, so we didn't get to go to the screenings or anything. But it was right. like there was like Jason fan films and things like that showing there. Oh, nice. Um, but. What did I see? I saw Frankenstein on campus. Uh, this is like early can exploitation. Um, this is, I think, this was the very first uh, exploitation movie out of Canada because of the new tax laws that came in. Mm. Um, you so don't, you don't like saying can exploitation, isn't it? Can exploitation. Oh, oh, He's oh. saying connect exploitation. Oh, you're just putting emphasis on a different syllable. Okay, sorry. Uh, well, well, I'm, I'm probably wrong. I'm not North no, no, American no. by birth. No, 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 it's fine. I, I heard you wrong. Uh, this Go is directed by Albert W. Taylor, filmed in Toronto. Uh, it's very hip, groovy, and with it. There's lots of, um, uh, you know, gratuitous crash zooms and flash cuts. Oh, okay. Especially in the party scenes. Um, oh, man. So, uh, Victor Frankenstein is expelled from uh, university in uh, Ingolstadt for uh, dueling and moves to uh, the University of Toronto, uh, where uh, people mock him for his name because, you know, the Frankenstein stories are known in this universe. Okay. And uh, they even, like, in a lecture hall, they set off a uh, this clockwork monster. And I think it's the Aurora Big Frankie. You know that one? Yeah. Wind-up toy. Yeah. Um, anyway, he doesn't build a monster. He invents this brain control unit, which make he, he... I was just about to say, apart from this barking, the first thing he does with it is uh, he makes his cat kill his dog. Okay. Anyway. Um, Seems like a good use for... Then... then s- s- uh, someone leaves a joint on the table when he's in a club and he picks it up and he's examining it and the, the school paper takes a photo of him so he gets expelled again. And uh, but anyway, um, this is uh, also known as Flick and uh, stars Robin Ward 10 years before he became a weatherman and uh, a game show host 
and uh, the band that, that's playing at the uh, the psych rock event uh, are called Lighthouse, and uh, one of the members is uh, Howard Shaw, oh. the composer. Um, Interesting. You know, before he went on to David Cronenberg and Peter Jackson yeah. movies. If you're going to name something Flick, by the way, careful of your font choices. Well, I think that was pretty deliberate. I mean, it, is, <laughs> it happens in the comics as well, doesn't it? Yeah, you name your character Clint Flecker. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because of the capital The letter, capital letterings, letter. yeah, yeah. They don't let you get away with that. Yeah, that was deliberate. Uh, but, um, yeah, I think that's the only movie I saw since we met up. Oh, oh no, I saw uh, Satan's Sadists. Uh, an Al Adamson flick from 1969. Uh, bi- biker movie. Sadist. Uh, starring Russ Tamblin and uh, Regina Carroll. Uh, on the posters, it says things like "human garbage" in the sickest love parties, wild beyond belief. Mm, is uh, it? Was it? See passion parties, warped women, motorcycle maniacs. <laughs> yeah, and and that happens. Does does it deliver? It on delivers. It? Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Um, uh, Psychotronic calls it one of the sickest biker movies. Well, all right. Ever made. Uh, yeah, so there's basically this biker gang uh, going around the deserts of California, and when they come across uh, women, they'll uh, they rape them and murder them and their boyfriends, and yeah, chuck the bodies off a cliff and then move on. Hmm. Uh, then they end up at this uh, gas station in the middle of the desert, and uh, one of the customers in the in the restaurant is um happens to be a vietnam vet okay and uh so things go start to go wrong for the bikers um uh, you get further acid trips because they've because one of them is is called acid and uh he he dopes up some women some uh female geology students who are out in the, the desert collecting okay. rocks and uh but um yeah you get uh death by rattlesnake death by knives uh, death by toilet Death by toilet. Um, yeah, so uh, it, it it was indeed a sick, a sick flick. Yeah, sick flick. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, Sounds good. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try to find that one. Was that it for your uh, recently watched? I believe so. Hmm. Well, uh, let's see. Where should I start? Um, I did watch. For the first time in many years, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Uh, this is a 1982. Um, 1982. Uh, I believe you mean 1997. <laughs> oh, don't worry, that's coming up. I got one that's from just about then. 1982 coming of age comedy, I guess you could say. Um, a lot of people don't know the screenplay was actually by Cameron Crowe because when this came out, no one really knew or cared who he was. And. Um, this gave us uh, first appearances by several of our um, uh, teen actors or early 20s actors who would uh, go on to much more fame, uh, including Sean Penn, Jennifer Jason Lee, Judge Reinhold, Phoebe Cates, um, Amanda Wiss, um, and a few others. It's... Um, it, you probably remember every single scene, but there will be some stuff you did forget. So it's kind of cool to rewatch it. Uh, I'd say the most remarkable thing, now that I'm considerably older, is that Phoebe Cates is considerably younger looking than uh, I remember her, because she was probably two years older than me when I saw this. And uh, it's kind of weird looking at her going, she's a child. This mm. is inappropriate. You know, she was probably just 18 when it came out. And Sean Penn is so young and ridiculous, and now he's just old and strange. <laughs> he just seems grouchy. Like, don't interview him for too long. He's going to end up punching you. I saw him on um, Stephen Colbert recently. He was with his daughter. They just yeah. did a movie together. Yeah, I saw that appearance too. Mm. And uh, he he looks a little shaky and a little angry. Mm-hmm. Like not not angry, just generally grouchy. And I think that's just where he lives. <laughs> And that's fine. He's hilarious in this. Um, 
I think Eric Stoltz is one of his buddies in this. Uh, anyway, it's a, it's a great rewatch if you haven't watched it in a few years. And um, I did buy it on Blu-ray, but I actually ended up watching it on... Uh, it's the same restoration, but I ended up watching it on Amazon. Um, and then uh, it's going to be one of the last ones of the year because, you know, the weather's going to do something stupid. But we have that big movie screen that came with the house, which we installed out on the patio. And... Um, for some reason, my wife said, let's watch The Usual Suspects. <laughs> and I didn't ask her why, but I haven't seen this in, geez, probably six or eight years, which means I've had plenty of time to forget stuff that makes the plot move. I remembered a few general plot points, but it was a really good rewatch. And uh, just the cast on this is so funny. Um, you've got uh, Stephen Baldwin, who plays a complete nut, um, Gabriel Byrne, Chaz Palminteri, Kevin Pollock, um, Kevin Spacey, um, rest in peace, Kevin Spacey's career, uh, Benicio Del Toro, looking quite young, and somebody who I did not remember being in this movie when I watched Breaking Bad, um, Giancarlo Esposito, played Gus Fring. Mm-hmm. He was uh, this detective with the hat and the cool like facial hair. Oh. That was him. Wow. I had no idea that was him when I was watching Breaking Bad. Then I watched this and I went, hey, look who's on the, t- look who's on the big TV screen. So that was cool. Um, it really works, but knowing the big you know, ending, it makes it you know, less of a rewarding watch. This one only really works like that the first time you watch it. Yeah. But totally worth a rewatch if you haven't seen it in five, six, seven years or longer. Um, and this one is from 95. 1997, I believe you mean. Yeah, yeah. So there's that. And then uh, I, I watched the entire series just kind of on the in-betweens of Jailbirds on uh, Netflix. And this is about, it, it focuses mainly on um, uh, women prisoners in um, Sacramento County Jail. And just kind of their day-to-day lives and their infighting and the way they have... Uh, kind of relationships with other people in the prison you know not just females but males who are on other floors guess how they talk to each other they bail all the water out of the toilet mm-hmm. and they're able to yell through the toilet as long as somebody on another floor bails the water out of their toilet too uh-huh all right yeah so they're toilet talking okay and then they show in another episode that they can actually tear a t-shirt into strings and then uh, tie a bunch of plastic forks to the end of it and flush it and then somebody on another floor if they flush at the same moment the things can tangle together then they can pull notes and things back and forth and they also smuggle drugs that way wow pretty inventive yeah hey put all that energy into not going to jail (laughs) it's weird though i kind of look at you know they they sometimes do a little you know, introspective moment, or they interview them about how they ended up there. It just seems like, uh, just stop doing crime. <laughs> or if you're going to be doing crime, stop getting caught. Because this is not a good long-term plan. And some of it's just people who are in the wrong place at the wrong time and just said, oh, I guess I'll stick around with my idiot friends. And, you know, someone does a home invasion and you, you're there. You're one of them. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. We just go along for the ride. Yep, it's happened to a lot of people. So um, there's a lot of entertaining moments, but mostly you're just shaking your head going, oh, you're just throwing any potential you have completely away. Uh, Hopefully most of them will learn a lesson from spending months in a county jail or years or whatever it ends up being. But uh, yeah, the the moments of levity, levity and humor aren't really they don't make up for how sad you feel about the whole thing as you watch it so um that was it for me and uh this week's movie we watched was jacob's wife uh do either one of you want to do a little recap on it uh god (laughs) what to say right Uh, do you want me to read a recap uh, yeah just read a recap because Uh, i don't want to fumble through one. Okay, I'll just read a, a, a general um, overview. Barbara Crampton's married to a minister. 
Mm-hmm. She gets bitten by a vampire. Yeah, she's sort of the um, uh, bored housewife type who's just... Um, she's Jacob's wife. Yeah, she's taking care of the cooking and cleaning and the yard. and She, she feels like life's left her behind. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. He, he talks over her. Uh-huh. Yeah. How unfortunate. And, uh... Yeah, she, uh... Hooks up with an old boyfriend. Rustler the Hustler. Uh, on the, uh... Kinda on the chance, maybe, sleeping with him. I'm not really sure. She's not really sure, I don't think. Uh, and they go to some place that he's buying gin mill a gin mill yeah and they're attacked by a vampire or a bunch of rats yeah he first. opens up a crate of cg rats yeah that were pretty <laughs> bad um and then and then she becomes more assertive yeah yeah um and uh they fight uh jacob and Anne. what's her name yeah um, but then they decide they've been a couple for long enough that they can get through this, and he will. He decides if they kill the head vampire, she'll be cured, because he evidently watches a lot of movies. Oh, jeez, I thought you were going to specifically say Lost Boys. Yes, he did watch Lost Boys, but I believe that was. I don't know. Was that before the Lost Boys? Did anybody do that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's been done before. Um, let's see. Fright Night came out before Lost Boys. They used it in that. Mm, okay. Well, this reminded me of uh, um, Salem's Lot. Yeah. Because uh, uh, it just felt like they'd taken one of the subplot characters out of Salem's Lot that you see you know, every now and then. Yeah. And you kind of guess what the story is when one of them has been bitten. Uh, it just felt like they'd taken one of the subplots of Salem's Law and extended it out to a feature. I could see that, yeah. It made me think of Season of the Witch. Right, right. Um, so anyway, um, they go to fight the vampire. Uh, there's a back and forth. They fight. They make up. Their friends get involved. Um, Is there any way that she's happy in this relationship? I mean, prior to becoming a sexy vampire? Um, I think she's just stuck in a rut. Yeah, I mean, but it can't be very rewarding or fulfilling to be, you know, in her day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. yeah. She seems resigned. Yeah, and she's just sort of... Uh, going through the motions every day and then uh tom lowe i think his name is the one that robert rustler plays Mm -hmm. yeah maybe he represents a little bit of uh excitement yeah a little reminder of what it was like when she was maybe more you know young and vital and maybe had who knows what ahead of her and maybe there's a little glimpse back into that for her and she had some temptation there and then the you know the pile of CG rats and some ancient vampires show up and you never really get to know well had she gone down that road what might have happened but yeah you know regrets shame and uh, maybe some trouble in her marriage might have been what all that came of it this was probably a better road to have gone yeah probably. Yeah, because all those regrets are not nearly as cool as being a vampire. (laughs) (laughs) No. So, uh, we didn't like the CG rats, any of us, I'm sure, but what did work in this movie as far as visuals? Um, I mean, did you think the cinematography was kind of fluid and gorgeous? Did you notice at all? Or did it just sort of seem average movie stuff? It seemed fairly average. I honestly was really bored with this movie until they decided that they were going to team up and fight evil. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, it was still uneven after that, but it kind of made me 
I don't know, I enjoyed the film a little bit more then. There were a couple kind of funny scenes after that, mm-hmm. whereas the first 45 minutes or so was just real draggy for me. I I just felt like I was watching a, a standard vampire movie. Um, later it became kind of a, I don't know, I got a subtext of her going through menopause Okay. while she was <laughs> becoming a vampire. Yeah. Yeah. These are the theories you come up with when you watch a movie you're not real invested in. You're like, hmm, what could make this story more interesting? Yeah. Well, um, the vampire makeup and most of the blood effects I thought were pretty good. Um, I thought the blood itself was extremely thin. Yeah, I think that's fair. And then whatever it is she vomits up was a little black for... I don't know, maybe that's what blood starts to do when you are digesting it, but yeah, there were, but the color of it was on. I did like how it looked color-wise, but um, yeah, but the fangs, the, the eyes, uh, the ancient vampire looked pretty good, too. I mean, yeah, we, the physical makeup was good. Yeah. Um, other characters. Uh the the young woman whose mother has fallen back into alcoholism, mm-hmm. she ends up becoming a vampire. Um, her vampire makeup looked really crazy. Um, she had the the red eyes and she was completely covered in blood. The fangs, the fangs on this one were definitely Salem's Lot fangs. So, yeah, consider Nosferatu. Yeah, yeah. So we had Nosferatu slash, you know, that was pretty much the source for the Salem's Lot look but yeah the ancient vampire just was Nosferatu let's face it yeah uh, who was the woman who played that ancient vampire Bonnie Aarons yeah what is what is she from uh, she, she was the nun in the Conjuring series that's what it was she was the nun and she was in Mulholland Drive oh okay yeah that's a David Lynch film that I haven't rewatched in a while Oh, it's a good one. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you think David Lynch even knows what that movie means? <laughs> Does David Lynch care what a movie means? Is he just I messing follow, with us? I followed that one pretty well. Yeah, okay. that one's not too hard to put together. Okay, so explain it to me like I'm five. When, <laughs> when the older couple shrinks down and runs away making little mouse noises. <laughs> what, what does that represent? A- asking for a friend. <laughs> I'd have to watch it again yeah. to be able to tell you off the top of my head. I I know the scene, but I can't put it in context. Yeah. It's like, well, clearly this is what happens. They shrink down to a little miniature size, and they run away making mice noises. Yeah. Um, I'm a big David Lynch fan. Does it represent her past, her losing connection to her past? Those were her parents, yeah. if I remember correctly. Yeah, they were. Uh, maybe they're no longer a big part of her life. Oh, see? There you, you go. Know, um, either good or bad, they may be a uh, kind of overwhelming part of her life at some point. And now they've been reduced. To irrelevance. To, yeah. Huh. Or maybe problems she thought in the past that were big, problems with her parents now compared to the problems she's encountered in L.A. Are much diminished. Are much diminished. Yeah, okay. Okay, I, I'd buy that. Yeah, I mean, it's art. You bring your own preconceptions to it and plug them in. Yeah. Okay, I can handle that. That's why I like David Lynch won't tell you what his movies mean. Yeah. <laughs> I've always, from the first time I saw, I think the first one of his I saw was Blue Velvet. Mm-hmm. I was instantly a fan and uh, have liked everything I've seen of his. Um, I've liked it whether I've liked it or not. Yeah. If that's fair to say. Um, Dune, not so much. But uh, maybe I need to give that another chance. Oh, I like Dune. Okay. it's. I think I saw it when it came out and I was like, what is going on? And I had not read the book. So that might have been the biggest problem for me. But Jacob's wife, let's talk about that for a minute. <laughs> um, 
did you find Barbara Crampton and Larry Fessenden's characters believable? Um, sometimes I thought she was really on. Other times, like when she was dancing with the lamp, uh-huh. felt like such a <clears throat> bad film moment. Just contrived. Yeah. Yeah, she was dancing to um, what's the, what's the vampire song from Concrete Blonde? I'm pretty sure there was no music on that set. <laughs> she was just dancing because it did not seem to be to anything real. Okay. And so I think that's what kind of gave it this feel of... They're like, okay, 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 here's what we're going to do. <clears throat> just dance around, uh, just some average yeah. tempo, and we're going to see what we can license. Pretty much, probably, that's what happened. Okay. You know, or... We're going to have this song, and they had her dance to it, and then they found out, oh, we can't afford that. Uh, uh, or they don't want their music anywhere near this crap. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the fangs and the blood, yes. You know. Um, but the, okay, so the, the master vampire is, is there as a, um, as a form of, of temptation and promise of, of what this eternal life as a vampire is going to bring. Um he uh he's the he's the first one to ask her what she wants not her husband he doesn't ask what she wants the vampire does and uh and this really kind of points out that um yeah your marriage is boring being a vampire is exciting does that seem fair well she's also um uh she's also of an age where she feels invisible yeah Mm -hmm. and uh you know sidelined it's a sort of undeath for a lot of women her age they're uh, you know they, they feel cast out of society and ignored yeah um, marginalized yeah that is why they need to go into crime <laughs> yeah doing bank jobs and stuff yeah but I thought that was the most interesting theme and it does just doesn't go into it, it kind of does lip service to its themes you know, like spells them out <sighs> yes in the dialogue Mm-hmm. And I really wish it stuck with her because she's so good. And, yeah, and uh, it's her story. That's the interesting theme. Just stick with that, but it just keeps going off into all these diversions. Yeah, it felt kind of uh, aimless mm-hmm. in a, in a way. Um, I felt like, uh, and I'm going to spoil the end. Go ahead. Here, um, I felt like they built it up as. You know, kind of, uh, okay, they're going to sort of reconcile their marriage while they fight evil. And then at the end, they have this kind of uh, jokey freeze frame moment Mm -hmm. where he has a stake and her fangs are out. And it just seemed like that was uh, not what the movie had been about before mm-hmm. and then they throw this jokey bit in that was like you know i hate my wife <laughs> right kind of humor yeah, um, I think yeah. the whole ending was clumsy like from the <clears throat> from the vampire jumping off the roof mm-hmm. love that terrible wire effect and then uh the soil turning into quicksand for yeah. some reason uh, you know, fair enough if you introduce another vampire power, but that was just a one more thing. And then there's, um, uh, then the, then the the cops want to write it off as a domestic dispute, non-violent. There's three corpses on the property. That's what I said. I what was like, to how are they going to explain their dead friends and the woman who's hanging <laughs> in the living room? Yeah, they just forget it and it's gone. There's no mess in the living room. I guess that's why they said at the end, we'll just sell the house and move away. Sure, yeah, sure, that works. <laughs> just put them in the basement. No one will yeah, know. You never have property inspections no, when you're selling a house. No. Not now. You could probably yeah. just sell a house. People will, you know, they'll overlook the inspections now. <laughs> Everybody wants to a house. Yeah, they don't care if there's hauntings or murders or anything. Uh-huh. Murder house? All right, we're opening a murder bed and breakfast. Yeah. The more murdery, the better. You know, so, stay in the room where the hippie ripper <laughs> claimed his six victims. Yes. Uh, so, in the same way that Ginger Snaps is is an allegory, yes, for uh, coming of age, menstruation. Uh huh. This is the other end. This, uh, this. I would team these movies up as a double feature. 
okay. I was, I was about know. to ask you, you mm-hmm. know, if you if you see them as bookends, um, uh-huh. because this like is a lifetime Halloween. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you mean the Lifetime Channel? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, a little bloodier than most stuff on Lifetime, but yeah. yeah. Well, that's why it's Halloween, you know. Right. Spooky vampires and werewolves. So so we've got an allegory to um, menopause, and uh, there you go. Yeah. Enjoy. You enjoy your double feature. And you slap Rosemary's Baby in the middle. <laughs> sure. You, got, <laughs> you have motherhood. Yeah. You've got all three. You got a triple feature. Yeah, it's like the well, what do they call the three the three moons that the uh, that witches use as this uh, symbolism of three different parts of life. Oh, it's well, that. Yeah, it's the triple goddesses. The yes. triple goddesses. Yeah, yeah. the Furies yeah, of the maiden, the mother, and the crown. Yeah, yes. that's what that's what yeah. they that's what they say. Maiden, mother, crown. Well, here we go. Exactly. There you go. Hey, if Barbara Crampton's a crone, I'll take it. This is great. Yeah. I don't know how old Barbara Crampton is, but... She's 65. She looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. She really does. And, um, well, Larry Fessenden, not, not exactly the, the male equivalent of, of looks, but uh, but he's he's so believable as just a derpy guy. Yeah, I like. I, I was happy his character... When it started, I thought his character was going to be a real... Bible thumping evangelist, overbearing, and just be real overbearing and way too on the nose, like Carrie or something. Yeah, that's what I thought, and I was like, oh god, it it was so much more reserved. It was nice. He was like a Lutheran minister. He barely cares about religion. It's (laughs) merely a job. (laughs) I like it when the the kids tell him uh, to go uh, molest a choir boy, and he says, "I'm not a priest. I'm a minister." Yes. That was pretty funny. And I like that he took their joint and yeah. that it paid off later. Oh, what happened with that? Those later? were old kids, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those kids looked like they, you know... Mid-twenties. They had their own, you know, yeah, teenage kids. <laughs> yeah, they're stuck in town like he is. Yeah. Yeah. What, what happened with the joint later? Um, she gets hungry and he says, I have something that'll... Oh, that doesn't make any sense. But I have something to distract you, basically. Okay. And then they smoke a joint. Okay, and I, you get the feeling that they used to smoke pot. I completely forgot that part. Again, it doesn't really go anywhere. That was the problem with this movie. It needed a needed someone to come in a script doctor, or someone. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it could have get it get it a little sharper. Because yeah. I think there was something there. Yeah, focus on her. Mm-hmm. Focus on her. Um, it's, it's kind of nice that that you do kind of see his reawakening, his call to action sort of happen in his life. He doesn't just resist the whole way and then just end up getting killed. Yeah, because that's usually how s- some character like this ends up. Yeah, that's uh, the other thing I thought was going to happen, and I was kind of happy with that. You know, uh, I liked when he got up out of bed in the middle of the night. He's like, "What the fuck am I doing?" <laughs> and he goes to find her. I, I don't know. I like those because moments like that because it wasn't typical, you know. They hate one another. Yeah. Why are they, they married? Unless it's Fred and Ethel, I don't want to see it. Right. <laughs> yeah, for listeners who are uh, at all. Under 50? Yeah, at all under uh, maybe 45. But yeah. It's it's I Love Lucy. You should watch it. It's a great yes, show. Yes, Fred and Ethel were great, if you, passionate lovers. No, if you, they hated one another. If you ever so wondered, this wh- is I Love Lucy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. they're her, they're their neighbors. I've heard of that show. Yeah, and uh, they're mm. a little bit older. They're the landlady and her husband. Literally everything that works in sitcom world can can uh, thank I Love Lucy for make, <laughs> making it happen. Pretty much. Because they kind of invented all of that stuff. All of the tropes, all of the gags, all of, <clears throat> you know, whatever, whatever the plot points are that, uh, that, that take the mess and make it into a bigger mess. Mm-hmm. You can thank I Love Lucy for all of it. Yeah. I think until Little Ricky came along, it was a pretty good show. Yeah, kids ruin everything. Yeah. Cousin Oliver. Yeah, exactly. Is he like the scrappy do of I Love Lucy? No, he was the scrappy do of the Brady Bunch. Oh, okay. Once the kids got a little too old and long in the tooth, 
they brought in cousin Oliver, who was this little red-haired moppet who everybody promptly hated on. Oh God! I'm sure the kid killed himself eventually. Probably. <laughs> it's, it's like when they brought Chachi into Happy Days. Yeah. Yeah. The the jump the shark moment for Happy Days wasn't when Fonzie jumped the shark. It was when they brought Chachi in. Just saying, you know, for clarity's sake. That <laughs> and for listeners who don't know what jump the shark literally means. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Google Happy Days jump the shark. And Do you think MASH and Happy Days both existed in the same weird universe where <laughs> all the events of the 50s happened in the 70s? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that- the Korean War was fought in Malibu? <laughs> yes. The hills outside Malibu? Yes. Um, and, you know, it, it does kind of cause me to ask, at, at what point were they so deep into piles of money and cocaine that they quit caring about the characters looking like they belonged in the time they were in? Oh, yeah. I'm sure at some point they just, the cast rebelled and they were just like, I don't want that goofy 50s haircut. Yeah. I want feathered hair like everybody else. Yeah. And that's what happened. Yeah. So, um, yeah. That's so, a, Jacob's Wife. Yeah. That's Good a, movie? <laughs> do we recommend it? Do we recommend it? Um, Richard, do you recommend Jacob's Wife? I do. For any of its shortcomings, I think, as vampire movies go, this is not a bad one. It's not the best one, but it's not a bad one. Um, the allegory part of it, doesn't really matter to me as much as do I get to see some cool vampire stuff, some characters in peril, some cool kills. Um, you get a bunch of that. I wish that um, people would stop it with CG when you could just get a rat wrangler and a bunch of rats and yeah, wrangle some rats. You know, I, I know people don't want them crawling on them. Use a body double who doesn't mind rats. Yeah. You know, you could, I'd rather see a, a slightly clumsy cutaway than a bunch of shitty CG. But aside from that... You're getting paid. Get in the box with the rats. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you wanted to be an actor. Get in the box with the rats. <laughs> I, I don't remember which actor it was, but they asked Alfred Hitchcock, uh, what's my motivation? And he said, your paycheck. <laughs> so... that's pretty much what you just said (laughs) I think that's just what Marlon Brando told uh, Feruza Balk Feruza Balk on the set of uh, Island of Dr. Dr. Moreau she's like we could read our lines and get into our motivation she's like he's like they're paying you what what more do you want (laughs) or something cranky yeah but he, uh, he was steering her into absolute mischief and it was glorious. <laughs> he made her impossible, and uh, thought it wasn't just great. <laughs> what an ass! Yeah, for sure. Um, Julian, what about you? Do you recommend? Uh, I recommend it for Barbara Crampton fans. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Do you think um, your average horror fan is going to just not? It's not going to check enough boxes for it didn't them. Do it for me. No. No. If it wasn't Barbara Crampton. Just it's somebody else. I don't know her. This is her only movie. Mm. Yeah, I don't think it does it enough. Now that you said that, that's probably fair. It's a little. It, it was a little too unfocused. I think. Yeah. But, but isn't being a horror fan and being a fan of Barbara Crampton just sort of? Uh, isn't that just sort of baked, hand in hand? It's baked in already, because uh, who past a certain age isn't a fan of hers already from uh, the Reanimator, Bright of Reanimator, and. Um, uh, Castle Freak and all the other movies she did. Um, uh, what's the other one with it? Resonator. From uh, Beyond. From Beyond, yeah. You've got you know, three solid and then one not so solid movie. I don't think Castle Freak is quite as solid as the other ones, but. Uh, no. But her performances are great in everything she's in. And then her big comeback, um, what was it, 10 years ago now? Yeah, the, the Beyond the Gate or something. No, not that one. Before that, uh, where they're at the house. Um, Listeners are screaming. At the house? Yes, that's what they called it, at the house. No, 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 um, you're next. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was her big comeback. And it was great. Isn't Larry Fessenden in that as well? Yes, yes. Yeah. He's uh, at the beginning of the movie, I think. 
Yeah. With uh, some co-ed or something, and he ends up murdered. Am I thinking of the right movie? Somebody gets murdered at the beginning, but I don't remember who. It was him. That was him. Where the song keeps skipping. It's uh, on replay. Yeah. yeah, that's him. Yeah. Yeah, making sure I'm not mixing something up with, like, uh, Strangers or something. Mm. Yeah. So her her big comeback was great, and uh, she's done a few really cool things since. And uh, I liked watching her in this, but you're right. If it was some, like, I don't know who that actress is, I might not be so happy to have watched it. So, fair enough. But I think horror fans are probably going to also be fans of her, and they're going to want to see it. Fair enough. Yeah. And it's on Shudder, so if uh, you have Shudder, you're probably a horror fan. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) And by virtue of that fact, you're a fan of hers. (laughs) I get mad when I see thrillers on there. That's not a horror movie. Well, they say uh, that it's horror and other things that mm, yeah, kind of go I with, know, but yeah. still you see like no way out or something and you're like, that's not horror yeah yeah the santa jaws that's that's horror that's horror <laughs> <laughs> i've never felt so unnerved watching that movie like why am i watching this this is awful so um we have basically soft recommends to no recommend yeah yeah if you're into spotting artwork in movie someone has a copy of dracula yeah and it's uh it's an edition which uses um legally or not it uses the uh art of dracula and his wives by a british artist named ralph horsley hmm well, that's pretty cool. Which has been used in lots of things like board games and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I don't know how many times it's been used with his permission, but it turns Probably out quite never. a bit. never. Yeah, um, I did also want to point out that we are still here. Had Barbara Crampton and Larry Fessenden together in that one as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was a 2015 movie. Um, I watched that and I can't remember it. Yeah, I, I remember watching it the second time and thinking, oh, I've, I've seen this. <laughs> and it was within a year. I did the same <laughs> thing and I cannot remember what it was, but we started it and we're like, oh, we've seen this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, grieving parents who are being attacked by evil spirits. That doesn't narrow it down. No, that, that's like a lot of movies, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, rural New England, does that narrow yeah, it down? I was, I was about uh, 10 minutes into it before I realized I'd seen it less than a year before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, exactly. It was, it, you know, it was vaguely familiar and it got a little more, a little more. They're like, okay, yeah, I've seen this. There have been, there have been a number of horror movies that are just so forgettable uh-huh. and they have such a generic title like, we're still here. Yeah. You know, at the house, <laughs> 1997. Uh, God. Yeah. I'm, I'm from the generation where you, you picked out movies from the covers. Yeah. At the yeah. video place. Yeah. But now you have to pick them out from like thumbnail pictures <sighs> and a description. And like, if you took out all the horror movies, which are a couple moves into a house exactly. and mysterious things happen. Half of them be gone. Yes, there are so many. They're like they just use the same blurb, yeah. pretty much. Change some words up a little. And it's always like a definite article plus noun or mm. or verb. That the weirding, the weirding. Ooh, I like it. That should be the strangening. The strangening. That's the the horror con slasher. I- I, I the strange name. I think we strange mean, con. I'm editing this out, and we're going to change the name of the podcast to the strange name. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The strange name. This. Yeah, I like this. The weirdening or the strange name. What's better? The strange name is more <laughs> awkward. It's harder to say. <laughs> okay, so we all kind of either softly recommend or not recommend this one. Um, cool. So yeah. So uh, if you have Shutter, is the only way you're really going to see this, and uh, you're not out anything because you're already paying for the subscription. So and you're stuck at home. 
Yeah. You're stuck at home. You, you're you all out of dough. You're tired of watching the, the couple moves into a mysterious house <laughs> and strange things are afoot. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, you know, Barbara Crampton. There you go. Yeah, she's always a treat to watch. and um, Yeah, she does really good in this. I'm, I'm yeah. always glad to see yeah, her. Yeah, great performance. I liked Robert Russler. Uh, well, Larry Fessenden did a great job, too. I thought he did a good job, too. I thought yeah. everybody did a pretty good job. It was just the story was unfocused. It, it, yeah. yeah, okay. That's fair. It just needed, you know, d- d- a rewrite. Yeah. It needed a rewrite and some sharpening, and it would have... Would have been a little better. I could have recommended it. But Ooh, the sharpening, the sharpening. That's <laughs> a it's a good movie name. The strangening. <laughs> it's a double bill. Uh, anything else before we get out of here? Mm, I don't think so. No. Um, I don't know if it's going to be next show or the show after, but we're going to have Ziggy join us Yay. for Jennifer's Body. Mm-hmm. Yay! Yeah, I like that movie. Yeah, I just watched it recently. I didn't mention it in my recently watched because I thought, well, you know, we're going to be coming mm-hmm. up on that one anyway. But uh, first time watching it, and I liked it, and I'm going to rewatch it. I mean, of course, there's stuff about it I don't like, but yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's not a great movie, but, but it's different. But I liked it well yeah. enough. I yeah, mean, and I think it'll be uh, it'll be good to get her perspective. Ziggy just turned eighteen. Twenty five. <laughs> Since she was last on the show. <laughs> it feels like it. But she just turned 18 a handful of months ago and uh, is going to be off to college uh, early next year. So Wasn't she just 13? Uh, I, think, I think the first time she joined us on the show, she was 15, 16, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think like she that. was 15. Yeah, because our show is six years old as of next month. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, we ought to get her on as many times as possible. Yeah, before she moves. Yeah. Where is she moving? Hawaii. Wow. Yeah, she she scored big on where to go to college, huh? I guess. Yeah, I, I went to Idaho. Yeah. So. I went to New Mexico State. Yeah, you were already in the state of New Mexico, and you went to New Mexico State. Yeah, but they said they'd pay for it, so I said, okay. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> you want to pay for it, I'll take it. Yeah, and you use your degree every day, right? Every day. <laughs> English and art. Hey, you speak Double English, you draw unemployment. stuff. <laughs> you, you speak English and, and you draw pictures. What, what more? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you vaguely use your degree. I vaguely use it. I've written some things. Yeah. Not in a long time. But Have you worked on that um, Black Dahlia thing lately? No. Are you ever going to finish it? Can I have it? I'll finish it. You'll finish it? Sure. I lost all my research. Oh. Did you have a flood? A fire? What happened? No, I had a hard drive. Oh, no. And I thought I had it all backed up. I did. But then the backup failed. Uh, That's when I lost all my music that I'd mm. gathered from over the years at Meiniger's. Yeah. Which, oh my god, I had so much music. Yeah, there was a big music trading thing back in the day. Yeah, and I took it all. Yeah, there were a lot. Whatever it was, I would take it home and listen to it, because... Why not? There was some good stuff. Yeah, a lot of that MP3s. I hadn't heard before. Yeah, um, yeah, and so I uh, I didn't realize it at the time, and I had like mm, a chunk of it printed out, maybe a third, a quarter, something like that. Yeah. Um, maybe a little less. Um. Uh, but all the rest of it, I lost, and I was just like, I am not going to research all that again and try to find all that information. See, what I would do if you would give it to me, I would just have Kiss come in <laughs> and solve the mystery. Ooh. <laughs> Time travel well, and Kiss. Black Dahlia. Yeah. All right. Are you are you done with my idea? I, okay, but you have to draw uh, a roller coaster at the end. <laughs> you have to fly it outside a you know a roller coaster because <laughs> I want to see someone draw all those little struts and. Hey, spaceman! We've got to go fight under the roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yes. Oh no! Oh no! It's that one again. Oh. 
Kiss meets the Phantom of the Park. Ooh, I don't know if I could sit through that again. That's like trying to sit through the Star Wars Holiday Special. It's oh, it's rough. It was the most embarrassing moment when I was like 13 or whatever I was when it came out. God, you must have been so disappointed. I was so disappointed. I've never made it through the Star Wars one, but oh. I've watched the Kiss one a couple of times. Oh, man. The Star Wars one was equally as cr- cringe-inducing and embarrassing, but man, that Kiss thing was just like... I'm thinking, you guys know what you're doing, and you did this? <laughs> what the fuck is going on here, you guys? Um, drugs. I, well, I, Drugs was going on. Well, I believed them when they said they didn't drink or do drugs. They were lying, clearly. <laughs> well, maybe Kiss themselves weren't doing drugs or drinking, but everybody else involved was they're evil. doing more than enough for everybody else. They're evil robots. They're evil robots, yeah. We're doing the drugs. <laughs> and I don't know how much of Humboldt County you'd have to smoke to come up with the Star Wars holiday special. Oh, God. All but I'm it. surprised George Lucas can even walk around. Yeah. Yeah. That is just a shit show. <laughs> um, Let's just have Wookiees grunting for like 30 minutes. Subtitles? S- no. <laughs> yeah, people love that, George. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they'll figure out what they mean just by watching them. Yeah, their body language. All right. Somebody should take a movie like The Black Hole and cut it up and put it into like a holiday special (laughs) and call it like The Black Hole Thanksgiving Day special or something and try to pass it off as a real thing. (laughs) The Event Horizon (laughs) Christmas special. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Because, you know, like when, when he's got all those cuts on his face, Sam Neill, you know, all he got to do is push some cloves in him and put some more pineapple slices on. and We're getting out of here. I think uh, you could do it with Hellraiser. Just put a bow around Ooh. the lament configuration. Yes. Oh, hey, that's nice. I like that. That works. The Hellraiser Christmas special. Yeah. All right, you're correct. We should get out of here. Um, listeners, thank you for listening to all of this. Mm.